Okay, welcome to the second episode of Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. I'm your host, Jesse J. And I'm your your co-host, am mm-hmm. I? Have I been... Yeah, you've been you have been demoted. <laughs> <laughs> we did name the podcast after you, so it's only fair. Right. Um yeah, I'm I'm your co-host, Ryan C. What are we going to be diving into today, Ryan C? Well, I think I have to remind people, just in case people missed the first episode, what's this what's this podcast about, Jess? Um, well, as stated, it's called Jesse J's Pinball Adventures, but for anyone that might have listened to episode one, it was a little bit of the Ryan C show. So we're going to try and remedy that today. <laughs> <laughs> um, this podcast is a bit of a learning adventure following me as a pinball uh, beginner, shall we say, on my quest to greatness as, <laughs> as I elevate from mediocrity to greatness and get a job at Stern. Yeah, it's definitely going to happen. So yeah, we were, I had, I had big plans for you from like in between recording the first episode to the second episode, which was meant to be like a week and a half ago, because you were going to come over my house, we were going to stream pinball, you're going to get to meet Marty mm-hmm. Robbins, you are possibly going to gonna hire the shadow off mm-hmm. me. There's so many things that were going to happen. Yeah. And then what happened, Jess? Um, <laughs> the Jesse J's great escape from Victoria happened. Yeah, so coronavirus is a thing, and it's being handled differently around the world. Australia pretty much had it under control, and then there were kind of a, a bunch of outbreaks in certain suburbs, including one that you resided in. Yes, correct. So um, much like Frank Abagnale in Catch Me If You Can, I <laughs> made a daring escape from the state of Victoria immediately prior to the lockdown coming into effect, which meant... Then, unfortunately, that I didn't get to meet my esteemed colleague, Marty Robbins, um, nor did I get to stream with you guys, but it was quite fun tuning in for that play. Um, so, yeah, our plans for Pinball Greatness have been waylaid slightly, but that's okay. We're going we're gonna to pick up again when we're able. In the meantime, we've come up with some fantastic content. Oh, my gosh, that's great content. Yeah. <laughs> now, I just want to put it out there as well that we have not yet received a single email to jessiejpinball at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the reason why is um, Zach called the podcast Jesse J with, a, with an E, uh-huh. even though we, we spelt it out and it's clearly with a the, Y. In the here logo. I was being a smartass spelling that out for people and actually it was necessary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I got, an e- I got a, a Facebook message from someone and said, hey, just letting you know your email is like not working <gasps> at all. Okay, so let's just go again. It's Jesse, J-E-S-S-Y for Yankee, J-A-Y for Yankee, pinball, P-I-N, B-A-L-L at gmail.com. And, um, but I, I mean, I basically got all the feedback because everyone knows me on, on Facebook. Everyone I'm knows very, me. I'm pinball famous. 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 Well, I don't know. Do you, do you want people to start adding you on, on Facebook? I think I need to start um, a, a separate online persona for this because we already announced on the last episode that I'm single and I, I don't know what that means in my future. So. <laughs> okay. So you escaped from... You escaped from, from yeah. Melbourne and you, you jumped into a different state. I also kind of escaped just in time as well before they locked down the entire state. Um, but I was I was dumb enough to come back. So I'm back in Melbourne. Um, you're in another mm-hmm. state. But we both played pinball at, at Frankie's recently. That's right. We can talk yep. about that. Yeah. So last episode we talked about Frankie's yes. Pizza. I accidentally stumbled. I didn't know where Frankie's was and, and didn't intend to go there. And then I was just like, I feel like eating Japanese foods. And it was, there's a place, like a really highly, highly reviewed place right next to Frankie's. I'm like, holy shit, Frankie's, I'm going in. Perfect. So I walked in and the first thing I did was I, <laughs> I walked up to the guy, are your, your pinballs here? He's like, yeah, they're over here, but you kind of have to like sit down and then you can like, you can order and then you can go pay pinballs. That's like the law, something, something. I'm like, will they, will they eat my dick off? And, and he just like burst out <laughs> laughing and he to- he told me the story of like how oh, no the shit. video came about. Found out. Yeah. So so it's not very interesting, but basically like someone had been working at Frankie's for like I don't know two years, and his little side hobby was making these like really messed up videos. So like you need to make one for us, but please make it like your worst video ever. So that that's the direction he was given, and he succeeded. <laughs> they exceeded expectations. <laughs> Have you played any pinball in the last two weeks? Yeah, I have. So I also had a play at Frankie's. Um, and remember, casting back to the last episode where we discussed that anyone that likes Stranger Things will never get laid, ever. Um, I'd like to announce <laughs> yeah. my permanent celibacy because I actually quite enjoy Stranger Things. Yeah. Okay. 
what do you what do you like about it, Jess? Um, oh, I'm, I really like the upside down, which is it, it seems to be a random mode. You're going to have to um, fill me in a bit here. It's, it seems to be a random event in the gameplay. Uh, I think so. I haven't played it enough. You probably played more more games than me. Um, it, it, it's possible. Yeah, it, it, everything turns all weird. Um, if you remember when we went to Simon's house to play mm. Stranger yeah. Things, I was really excited because you can buy a special UV kit, and I'm pretty sure the one that was at Frankie's doesn't have that. Um, but it's basically like these things called pin stadiums, and they there's hidden artwork on the Stranger Things pinball machine, mm. and they'll only be revealed with UV light. And when you get into certain modes, like the upside-down mode, that's when they come mm-hmm. on. Um, and I think in Australia, if you buy the Alley, I think because they kind of struggle to sell um, Stranger Things compared to other titles, they just kind of chuck that in for mm-hmm. free. And that's what I thought we were going to play. That's why I was so excited when we went to Simon's house. But he only had the the pro, or as I like to call it, the, the peasant pro. <laughs> What's the difference between peasant pro and regular pro? Uh, well, a, a peasant pro, it just it's just a mean way to say that people that buy pros are peasants. But it's it's not really a thing. It's just it's just a funny thing to say if you want to if you want to make fun of someone who spends nine and a half thousand dollars on a pinball machine instead of fourteen and a half thousand. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty like, like everyone who buys pinball is rich at this. So point. this is peak pinball elitism once again. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's like joke elitism. Mm-hmm. It's just like, if you buy a pro, you're very right. rich. Yeah. So I played Stranger Things and quite enjoyed it. Um, it is very sparse as we've discussed. There's not a lot going on on the play field. Um, Did you get the ball in the vagina? Oh yeah. Several times. Yeah. Really. Uh, what else did I play? Um, what else did they have there? They had Aerosmith. And the bar staff informed me that they usually have quite a few more machines there, but I think that was it this time around. You're trying to keep people apart. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I couldn't believe, this is a bit of a side note, nothing to do with pinball, that Frankie's only had like like five or six things on the menu and that's mm-hmm. it. They don't serve anything but like like five types of yeah. pizza. Yeah. The place was packed. Yeah, it goes off. Like a Tuesday night. Um, they're also very important um, – Someone very special took me to Frankie's and introduced me to the whiskey apple. Oh my god! I have right, <laughs> it's sensational. Freshly squeezed Granny Smith apples and whisk and and Jameson. Like that's everything that I want in a beverage, and it's four dollars fifty during happy hour. So this has turned into a promotion for Frankie's Pizza now. <laughs> yeah, we're officially sponsored by Frankie's yeah. Pizza. The exact same, the exact same thing happened to me. I was leaving, and the person that I was with was just like, uh, "I saw like they're making some weird drink where they were like doing freshly squeezed apple juice, and then put it like something in there, and then like some kind of weird cocktail." Yeah. I'm like, "Let's let's go back and get it." He's like, "No, no." I'm like, "Let's go and get it." So we walked up to the bar, and we're like, "What's the apple juice drink?" And they're like, "Anything, <laughs> like anything you want on the menu, like any alcoholic beverage plus yeah. apple juice." I'm like, Fabulous. What? For your health. <laughs> Yeah, is it for you? So I got I got whiskey and she got gin. And um, did you try the gin one? The gin one's actually better. No, I was just jamming the Jameson. It was great. Okay, next time you go there, try okay. the gin. Gin and apple juice. Yeah, cool. Gin and juice. I like it. This is going to segue nicely into our later discussion about rap themed pinball tables, which I'm really excited to deep dive into. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What else are we going to talk about? Ah, a little bit of an update on, on another thing we talked about last episode. We had that, that funny little segment about, like, will this get you mm-hmm. late? But, yeah, the application of the word funny here is kind of questionable. Um, okay. Yes, we did have that segment. Funnily enough, on Hinge, the dating app, a couple of days after we chatted, someone came up and their profile said that they like pinball. And I sent it straight to you, Jess. And I'm like, holy shit, I thought you were a unicorn. <laughs> You are not. Here's this person, <laughs> Gia, I think her name yeah. was. I don't know. And I'm like, what do I say? And you're like, well, obviously you have to copy and paste this exact line here, the Alec Baldwin yeah. line. So drum roll, do you, do you think it worked? Or not? do you think I've been chatting to Gia? I think Gia not? is a bot. <laughs> 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 She's a bot. I think that you're listening. Someone out there is, is trolling you intentionally because there can't be more than one. No, look, it's kind of like, you know, the movie Highlander? Yeah, there can be only one. And since I've, like, some time ago vacated my presence on dating apps, Gia has come in and taken my place. I'm okay with that. So did it work? No, she never. Okay, everyone, like, Hinge is a little bit different than, like, Tinder. With Tinder, you just, like, swipe on people. Uh, on Hinge, you have to, like, like something about them and you, you can say something. So I liked the comment about that she likes pinball or she's competitive about pinball, whatever that, whatever yeah. it was. And I, and I copy and pasted exactly what Jess told me to copy and paste. 
and I never heard back from her. That's so. an outrage. Terrible bot. The programming's all off. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, that rounds up that story, and we'll probably never do that segment it's, again. <laughs> look, it was not our finest hour, but that's okay. This is a feeling out process. We're just trying to, you know, figure out what works, just like I'm trying to figure out my pinball journey. So I was I was watching some streaming the other day. I was watching Eric Hansen, and I've probably mentioned Eric to you before. I'm not sure if you remember, but he's like one of the biggest collectors here in Melbourne, and he has like like all the machines. Like if you look at like the pin side top 100 lists that we look at mm-hmm. all the time, he has like half of okay. those games, like the half half of the top 100, all in his like in. Is one Eric room. listening right now? Um, and does he want to hang out? Uh, yeah, but we we can't legally hang out. But I was thinking, like, if you, if we weren't during lockdown, I would probably take you. Like, there's the next place that I would take you would be Eric's mm-hmm. house, and I would say, play Indiana Jones, Fabulous. play whatever game you want. It's been too long since I've played indie. How long has it been? Um, I think the last time was probably around 2014. Hey, everyone heard your um the intro. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Oh yeah. Okay. So this is a really fun story. Um, so my friend Jacob is a fantastic musician. He's actually uh, in another room right now. Um, noodling away on his guitar, which is fucking fantastic. So I hit up Jacob and I was like, hey, how do you think, uh, do you think you could put together some theme music for the podcast? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. What do you want? This is about midday, right? And I'm like, okay, concept, strap yourself in here. I want the Indiana Jones theme song, but in the style of Dokken. Now, anyone who's not familiar with Dokken, I'm going to explain that for you and for our listeners. (laughs) Dokken are like, the most fantastic cock rock bands that have ever existed. Um, what cock rock? rock? Like glam rock. Co- you know, like the big hair, like tight pants wearing, very theatrical rock music of like Is the it, 80s. Yeah. I thought that was just called glam rock. No, it's cock rock. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna Google it just to, yeah, keep on going. I'm going to fact check this. So I was like, I want the Indiana Jones theme song, but in the style of Dokken. And Jacob's like, yeah, I got you, fam. About three hours later, he comes back to me with this fully <laughs> fully composed theme song, which he has played himself on electric guitar because he's an absolute wizard. And he's like, let me know what you think. When I played it, I I was in company at the time too, and I have a witness to this. I just I just had to like hold my face in my hands in pure disbelief at how amazing it was. It's probably the greatest composition of the modern day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin is considered one of the key acts in developing in the development of cock rock. What? That's what it says. Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. This is on Wikipedia uh, and Wikipedia Never Lies. That's true. Wikipedia Never Lies. You should read the Wikipedia page for the Newcastle Knights. That's a really good time. Just throw that out there. Um, anyway, so our theme music has, has been composed by Jacob, and um, I'm going to throw a link to his SoundCloud in our podcast notes. Um, he's a very, very good composer. And if anybody would like a theme song composed in the style of any cock rock band of the 80s, he's your man. Cool. Yeah. Cool story, bro. Thanks, mate. Then I found five bucks. What, <laughs> do you want to tell me some other cool stories about your, your pinball history? Because apparently we need to know who you are. And yeah, well, like as we discussed, um, you know, episode one is called Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. But then you were all like, well, I'm Ryan C and I'm pinball famous and I'm just going to talk for all eternity. Um, and quite a lot of the feedback that we've been getting from our listeners, which is most appreciated, is that we want less Ryan and more Jess. <laughs> <laughs> so shut the fuck up for a second. <laughs> um, okay, so my pinball story is okay, it okay. begins yes. in a small-ish <laughs> regional town in Australia. Um, my dad is a big pinball fan. Shout out to Big Bruce. Um, and he took me to play the Adams Family machine at a toboggan place, which was basically like kids' heaven. They had mini golf and tobogganing. But they had, more importantly, they had the Adams Family machine. And I used to have to stand up on like a little um, step stool to reach the flippers because I was a tiny baby. This is probably like 1994, 95. But no one knows how old you are. So there's like, there's no reference to that. Like, how old are you? Uh, well, I said I was a tiny baby then. So you can, you can <laughs> fill in the <laughs> I was small. <laughs> Super hiding your identity, yeah. like no, no. Pictures. I was a young lady. <laughs> um, so that's where it all began, and then a few years later, uh, my love of karaoke intersected with my love of pinball. We were in a holiday in Queensland, and my dad was like, "If you do karaoke, which I'd never done before, 
if you do karaoke, I'll give you $20 to play the pinball machine. I don't remember what machine it was at the venue, but I was really excited about that. So I sat at the front row of this karaoke joint, like a resort somewhere on the Gold Coast, sweating, waiting for my turn. And I got up and I did Fernando by ABBA, <laughs> which is the probably the most unconventional choice for a young person to do at karaoke. My dad started a slow clap, which is absolutely mortifying. Um, and I got my twenty dollars to play the pinball machine instead. So it's kind of something that I was doing a lot as a young person, encouraged by my dad. And then um, later on in life, I started playing at venues, just at pubs. Fell in love with Medieval Madness at my local. Um, as discussed, I completed Wizard Mode Medieval Madness after like six months of putting coins into it every time I was at the pub, which is more often than I care to admit to. Ryan, so you, you ruled, you ruled, you ruled the I kingdom. I did. I ruled the kingdom. I was the grand champion. Um, Ryan still doesn't believe that that actually happened, but we're going to call in some witnesses one day. <laughs> um, and like I said to you, I didn't actually know that wizard mode was a thing back then. Um, and then shortly afterwards, pinball and, pizza and pinball opened up in Newcastle, um, which is run by Dom and Chris. I don't know what they're doing now. Um, hopefully they open up another venue because it was the best. And I actually joined a pinball league um, at Pizza and Pinball and would play there on Mondays, which was really cool. So when, when was this? Like how long ago? Um, that was around 2012, I think. So it was the same year I went to the first pin fest in Newcastle. Um, that was around that time. So quite a while ago now. And then since then, I've just been inter intermittently playing and hope to be doing a lot more of that in the near future when we're allowed to socialize again. So you mentioned the other day off off the record, mm. you said, hey, when when a pinball comes coming back because I want to play pinball comes. Yeah, I do. Do, do you really? Do you know like what? <laughs> do I know what I'm getting into? <laughs> yeah, do you know what you're getting into? Because like playing pinball comps changes the way that you enjoy the hobby and not necessarily in a good way or a bad way. It's just different. Mm. Like you can hang around and not play pinball comps and really enjoy pinball. Once you get into it, which I know you're pretty competitive, it's it's just different. Like you don't you don't ever want to be a pinball elitist, but and you, and you love like games like Indiana Jones. If you start playing pinball comps, you'd be like, ah, uh, Indiana Jones is shit. Will I? Why? Because it's just like just multi ball is like so overpowered and that's it. Or you can like backhand the mode hole and like. I have no idea what you just said. English, please. Um. <laughs> Do you know what, backhand do you know what back... the mode hole. Yeah. What the? In... Please explain. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, do you know what backhanding is? No. We've just discussed my pinball history, right? Like, I I love pinball and really enjoy it, but I don't have. You've I don't come. You never hung out. With, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't hang out with pinball people. Uh, so, so forehanding is like, say, you've got the ball on the right flipper and you want to hit the left ramp. Mm -hmm. It's at like a certain part of the flipper, like yeah. the, the lower 50%. Mm -hmm. um, backhanding is like hitting the right flipper from the right, um, so the right ramp from the right flipper. Okay, yep. Yeah, so usually the ball has like less power when you backhand it because it's at an earlier part of the flipper. Mm -hmm. So sometimes for things like scoops or the mode hole, like on Indiana Jones, you hit a hole and a mode starts. It's mm -hmm. always lit. It's like that little... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, you know what it is. Um, yeah, so sometimes if you hit it with a forehand, it has, like, so much power that it'll, like, rattle out. And because it's at, a, like, a deeper point in the flipper, your timing has to be better than backhanding it. Backhanding mm -hmm. stuff is easier because the ball is slower. Yeah. So it's more likely to, like, hit what you want it to hit mm -hmm. if it's a mode hole. And it's early on the flipper, so, you, like, your little mind's, like, counting, like, I uh, go now. It's early on the flipper, so it's, it's usually easier to do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So on games like um like Steve Ritchie games, generally you can backhand everything. <laughs> like he 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 likes be, like people being able to hit any shot with any flipper. So you can backhand both ramps. You can usually backhand the left orbit. Um, on games like Pat Lawler games or you know other designers, you can't hit a ramp off any flipper. You have to hit it off one flipper, so mm -hmm. it's harder. Okay. Well. I think that you are speaking for me way too early and you should just, we'll just wait and see when there's a pinball comp um, and we'll see what happens. If I turn into ah, a pinball not, elitist. It's not, it's not <laughs> instant. It's not like you're going to play like one pinball comp and be like, fuck all these games. It'll, of course it takes, not. It takes a while. Yeah. 
And it's also like... I think you're just scared that I'm going to take your number one position, Ryan. Uh, I'm only temporarily number one because I had like a really good <laughs> like three yeah, tournaments. Yeah, see, now, you, now you're talking it down because you know I'm coming for you. I am coming for the title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I won one game in the Peely Cup. Thank you very much. What was it called? What was it called? <laughs> That's right. We played a, a little flip frenzy. Yeah. Yeah. I won I a game in my first tournament, and now I'm mad with power. <laughs> do you do you want to ask any any quick questions about pinball comps and how they work? Um, I, I won't give you all the info, but if if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer. Um, I think we should go back over what a flip frenzy actually involves. Oh, I've explained this so many fucking times on podcasts. Really? Okay. Well, don't don't do that. Um, no, yeah, me, me and Marty used to have this like reoccurring. We used to, like trying trying to grow the frenzy by talking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't want to. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> Let's okay. do that another day. <laughs> all right, put a pin in that for now. Um, well, I think that we should go to our favorite segment then. Yeah. Which is shit pinball themes, which might actually be good. Okay. Now, I just want to preface this with a disclaimer that yes. one of these themes is actually not shit. It's actually very good. Um, and I think before you start, Jesse J. Yeah. Um, we'll just do you want to talk about the feedback we got from the last episode? It, it was Danzig versus Mr. Bean. Yeah. Okay. Um, we haven't had any formal feedback via jessiejpinball at gmail dot com, which I'm going to keep repeating until someone emails us. Um, yeah. So um, I, 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 they were all just messages directly to me, which I screenshotted and then sent to you, and a hundred percent of them were Mr. Bean. Yeah. Um, and anecdotally, among my friend group, the positive feelings are definitely for Mr. Bean as well. Danzig's not getting a lot of play. So, yeah, that's a good one. I'm very proud of that. Uh, I note that you panned that when I brought it up last time. You should have a bit more faith in me. Thank you. <laughs> Give the people what they want. They want to listen to me speak and they want Mr. Bean pinball. All right. I'll <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count the amount of minutes you're speaking this episode and compare it yeah. to mine. And if, yeah. There's a quota here. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so this time around we have a very good and very well thought out contribution um, for a good pinball theme, which ties into something I wanted to discuss, which is that there are no rap pinballs. There are no rap pinball themes and there are no country music pinball machines either. Now, I hear you scoffing. I hear and I note your scoffing over there. However, <laughs> this <is> Molly. Me... <laughs> don't bring Molly into this. Yes, it was. <laughs> Tell me that a Johnny Cash pinball machine wouldn't be sick. Sing me sing me the best Johnny Cash song you know. Because you're mine. <laughs> I was alone. <laughs> Come on, that'd be awesome. So there's wait, I haven't told you about um Roadshow. Have you ever played the game the, the game Roadshow? I haven't. Is this country music themed? It's like trucker trucker themed. It's okay. all about like travelling around the US and going to like each city. It's a really, it's a really cool thing for a pinball machine. Um, okay. Execution may be a little bit questionable, but when you get into multiple, um, a country music song plays, That's and cool. I didn't, I didn't know this until I bought the pinball machine, um, and then I got into multiple, and then because I, I played it at somebody's house and it was so loud I couldn't hear what was going on, but I'm like, I love this game, and then I bought the game and like on the first day I got into multiple and heard the country music and then I sold it like the next day. <laughs> I feel like you didn't give it enough of a chance then, Ryan. Uh, I don't like it. I have heard you, I have personally witnessed you singing the song, She Thinks My Tract Is Sexy. (laughs) And it was beautiful. You're actually a country music aficionado. I don't know why you're trying to play it down for the podcast. Sure, sure. We can can put that on the... um... We're going to sample that in the next episode. Sure. Yeah. So country music hate aside... Um, there are also no rap themed pinball machines. Now, this leads nicely into the material that I have for this week's segment. And I'm going to start with one from our esteemed colleague, Molly, um, who suggests that we have, get this, 50 cent pinball, which takes 50 cent pieces. Now, yes. I don't know how the international distribution is going to go on this one, given that a 50 cent piece is depending on where you are. Um, that might pose a bit of a challenge in manufacturing. But I think the novelty could really take off. And it's going to have a nine-ball multi-ball um, to represent the nine times that <laughs> Curtis got, got shot? shot in the face. In the face? Is that where he got shot? Yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure. No. 
Yeah, no, no one gets. Sh- no one can get. He got shot. Maybe like one went into his face somewhere, but you can't get shot nine times, times in the face. Did Fifty Cent get shot in the <laughs> face? Google is autofilling this for me. <laughs> yeah, he got shot in the face. He also yeah, has but... a slur when he speaks because of getting shot nine times in the face. So to answer your question, <laughs> yes. Okay, you win. Okay. Yes. Why do you doubt me like this? <laughs> Okay, Um, hang on, I've lost you. Oh, where are you? There you are. Yeah, so 50 cent pinball, it takes 50 cent pieces. Um, I'm just going to refer to the list for a second. Newcastle Knights 1997 Grand Final NRL table. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is probably a bit niche, so for people listening that are not from the state of New South Wales, the Newcastle Knights are an incredible NRL team. I don't um, know what this is. Like, how, like people are just. How oh, do we, gonna, how do we explain wanna... NRL to overseas listeners? It's rugby. Just they know rugby. Yeah. That's well, it. then that's all you need to know. They're a rugby. T- they're a, a, a local rugby team who are sensational. They wear the colours red and blue, um, and they won the grand final in 1997, which is a defining moment in Novocastrian history. Um, so I think we could really riff on that. Or we could have like a state of origin. So state of origin is where the New South Wales and Queensland teams play off. I want to have like a state of origin machine, but instead of New South Wales and Queensland, it'll be New South Wales and Victoria. Now, there are some um, local, there, there's local dialect uh, in New South Wales and Victoria, which differs greatly. For example, in New South Wales, we would refer to a thinly sliced and battered piece of potato as a potato scallop, whereas in Victoria we would refer to that as a potato cake. So I think a machine that explores the regional differences and, and you know, plays off um, the beautiful differences between the states would be, it would sell really well. People absolutely get on board with that. How many do you think you could sell, Jesse J? I reckon I could get buy-in for at least one. <laughs> It'd be me. So as as much as that, you'd probably break the Thunderbirds record then. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I mean, at least I would let the Victorian New South Wales State of Origin machine be updatable by the USA. And that's great. <laughs> <laughs> really bringing uh, it to the Zingy Bingy. Bazinga. I want to say Bazinga, but I said Zingy Bingy. Zingy Bingy. <laughs> you fucked it up. You had one job. <laughs> it just doesn't sound as, as satisfying as Bazinga. Yes, Zingy it does. Bingy. Zingy Bingy. It's so good. Now, okay, right. so we've wrapped up the shit themes, but we've actually got a really good one that we need to discuss, okay? Are you ready for this? 50 Cent wasn't the good one? No. Oh, no, no, I've okay. got a really good one. Um, okay. This is actually not my idea. Um, this this is a contribution from someone else who is very smart. Did they, did they email in? They did not email in. Um, they messaged this directly to the Jesse J hotline. <laughs> this is someone in the inner circle who has fantastic ideas. The theme is Wu-Tang pinball. Now we've got the whole, we have got the whole gamut of um, contributions on this one. We've got, we've had a back glass art submission, um, which I will send through to you. We've got music choices. What, what am I, what am I meant to do to it? <laughs> to do nothing to it. You're just going to look at it and appreciate the genius. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, music choices. So it's going to be like the ACDC table. Right? Um, and can you, you know, use your flippers to choose a different song and there'll be different objectives? So, for Does example. Also, have a cannon to hurl, hurl things at Danzig. <laughs> there's no cannon in this one. <laughs> but they're, they're, look, there's some cool stuff. And I'm actually concerned that someone might pick this up and make it and we're not going to get any credit for it. So, I just want to disclaim right now that patent pending on this machine. <laughs> okay. Um, so, for example, with the music, we'll have Wu Tang Clan Ain't Nothing to Fuck With, Hit Any Ramp 36 times. <laughs> what's. what's... What's the 36 or is it? Is that... The 36 chambers. Are you not familiar with Wu-Tang? No, this is okay. like, I'm not going to find this funny because I, I don't know anything about Wu-Tang Clan. Well, you're uneducated and you need to get <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what rap music is? Uh, I think so. It's like, it's Eminem and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's Eminem. Eminem is the only rapper. Um, okay. So 
We'll just skip through this a little bit then because... <laughs> no, just because I don't know what it is doesn't mean that like all the, everyone else listening... We, we got really good... And we got some really good feedback last time actually for my Susie and the Banshees reference, so... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just need to be quiet because you don't like anything good. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm just like dumb as fuck, so keep That's on going. Right. Okay, so um, we're going to also have Triumph who's going to play. You need to hit all the Wu-Tang Killer Bees, which are going to pop up like the trolls in Medieval Madness. Cool. Yeah. 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 So you can get on board with this. You don't need to know a lot about Wu-Tang to get on board with this being a cool idea, right? And we're going to have some call. So there's going to be some great call-outs as well. For example, Wu-Tang again, ah, uh, yeah, again and again from Multiball. Um, what? No, that would be like a combo shot. Like you hit a ramp, he's like, yeah. And then you hit another shot, and he's like, again and again. Yeah, okay, that works too. I'm down for that. Um, Dollar dollar bills y'all when you insert a coin. Ah, nice. Yeah. Best protect your neck when you lose a ball, when you drain. (laughs) Right? These are cool. These are actually cool. Um, And each, so there's, you know, many members of the Wu-Tang Clan, and each member is going to have their own objective, which you need to fulfill to finish the game. And these are going to have special call-outs voiced by those members, right? Okay. Now, my favorite part of this contribution is that the ball will be painted to look like the Woo World logo. The ball launch, the plunger will be a katana handle, a black and yellow (laughs) katana handle that you have to unsheath and resheath to plunge the ball. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Sounds cheap. It sounds excellent. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be there's going to be an upper play field which is made to look like New York high rises. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tell me that doesn't sound sensational. It does sound sensational. I mean, you can make a lot of games sen- like you can like oh my gosh Star Wars and you can just like go off. But what they what they made was just like two ramps and two orbits and a tie fighter <laughs> on a spring. So like <laughs> that's that's the really shitty thing about having dream themes that like someone makes them and they just like take like take a dump on your on your dreams. But the cool thing is the homebrew community exists and like people can people can make this for you, Jess. Well, I'm informed that apparently Wu-Tang are really collaborative as well. Like they do all kinds of crazy um, collabs and, and things with people that want to make merchandise with them. So they'd probably be totally on board with the license as well. Well, if it was if it was Stern, if if the license isn't big enough, they kind of like uh, I think I told you about it. They kind of like have that copy and paste pin um, that they've used like three or four times, and they mm-hmm. just they if, if a company approaches them or they approach a company, they're like, hey, this is really good for your brand. We can make a pinball machine. It looks like this or this, and there's two different types, and like we choose this one, and mm-hmm. they just like do different artwork for it. And okay. Maybe some maybe some callouts. Why are companies producing things like Hot Wheels when they could have Mr. Bean? Uh, probably because Hot Wheels is cheaper, possibly. Like, like Mr. Like Mr. Bean would require Rowan Atkinson, who's like very rich, to either do voices for it or to use his voice from his likeness. Yeah, and and he'd probably be like, "Well, I would like a million dollars for that, please." And all yeah. these pinball companies would be like, "No, thank you. We well, are very poor." I think that we need to elevate the pinball world from mediocrity to greatness and start doing well, better. Well, we've got to get some more females females into that. Um, I think your biggest problem with Wu-Tang is that how are you going to get all the um, like white 50-year-old dudes to buy it? Oh, white what, what 50-year-old dudes eat that shit up. Really? 100%. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have a problem here. Put my face on it. I think our, <laughs> I think our podcast segment was so popular because uh, there's a Facebook group called Pimble Enthusiasts, and it's basically it's the biggest Facebook group about pinball in the world i believe there's about twelve thousand members it's very active and there was a, th- a thread and it's i mean with facebook like it's kind of like stuff just gets like lost so every couple of like weeks or months they'll be like hey what's your dream theme this time said someone said hey i heard someone talk about a hamilton theme pinball machine so on that note like what's the worst pinball machine theme you can think of mm-hmm. and it's about 500 replies long uh, and I've just gone through it then while you were talking about Wu-Tang Clan because I wasn't interested at all. And um, Tell us how you really feel, Ryan. And I I went, I grabbed some of the themes that people okay. like up, upvoted the most, but I also injected in there some real themes. Ooh. So you have, to, you have to try and figure out which one is the... Is... <laughs> okay, yeah. So we're going to play pinball themes real or fake. I need like a buzzer that I can... You can also just 
just tell me like if you think it's going to be a good pinball machine or not. Okay. So um, this one is is called Hoarders, and there's so much crap on the pinball <laughs> machine. There's, <Fake>. there's no. <laughs> Would it be a good pinball machine though? No. No. Debbie does Dallas. Fake. <laughs> uh, mm, fake. Okay. Um, Although if Python be... Angelo had anything to do with it, it would definitely be real. Maybe Zingy Bingy, Zingy Bingy was, was Debbie Does Dallas. He just couldn't get the license for it. Yeah, it was, right. It was. I don't. I don't know what he sounded like, but maybe he was just like a Zingy Bingy. Sounds a little bit like a Debbie Does Dallas. Is that meant to be um, a Romanian accent? Yeah. How do you do a Romanian accent? I don't know. Not, I did like Russian, right? Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> not like that. Not like that. Not like that. Carry on. Um, b- uh, big juicy melons. Big juicy melons. Oh yeah, that just, sounds totally legit. <laughs> Fake, come on. What is this garbage? Here I am coming out with genius content like Mr. Bean and Wu Tang. Go, go to go to Google and type in big juicy melons pinball. Shut I up. Dare, I fucking dare you. Shut up. Wait. <laughs> big juicy melons. Pinball. I'm not I'm not Googling this on the computer that I'm using, by the way, because it's not mine and you know I'm concerned. <laughs> Zingy Biggie comes up. Shut up. No way. I'm upset by this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you upset that you're wrong? Are you upset that there's a, a pinball machine which recently came out? I think this was like 2015. So. Yeah. Stern. Who designed this? This is an outrage. Uh, it was one of my favorite designers, Dennis Norman, and his good mate, Greg Frez. Wow. <laughs> I like that the way that it's uh, the listing on pin side is quite funny because it it tr- tries to make it sound quite classy. Yeah, you know, go for it, it. it goes on to say the cabinet is custom, meant to look like an antique fruit company packing box. The cabinet is made of distressed wood and can be deployed with traditional pinball machine legs or with a custom lower cabinet to be used as a base. Um, not mentioning the fact that it's got a chick in Daisy Dukes holding up two giant watermelons in front of her. What is this garbage? How dare they? Okay, I got you. I got you. One point to me. Yeah, okay. Richard Simmons. This is not really doing much for um, the stereotype that pinball is all middle-aged white dudes, by the way. Yeah, and by the way, like, if you want to get a job at Stern, you can't, like, be talking shit about them. you got to say, hey, that's really, really brave of you, Stern, to to make that pinball machine. Yeah, it's extremely progressive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Richard Simmons, what do you think about that? Uh, Fake. Shack. That's real. I'm going to say that's real. It is real. Yeah. There is a Shack pinball machine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> colonoscopy. No ramps, just tubes. <laughs> it's not real. It should be. <laughs> I should give people props for these. These are, some of these are pretty good. Yeah. Um. One based on magic and medieval times with castle ogres and stupid shit like that. So it's medieval madness. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Fake. Ted Nugent. <laughs> that should be real. I mean, that'd fit. we've already got so many music-related ones, though. Look it up. It's real. Yeah, it's real. It's older. <laughs> That's beautiful. I like that. Do you, know, do you know who Ted Nugent is now? Who? Who is he now? What do you mean? Uh, he's just like super political and like a lot of people don't like him. And, oh, no, um, I'm, I'm not up to date with the um, comings and goings of Ted Nugent. The Kardashians. Oh, please don't tell me it's real. It can't uh, be. Think? Don't Google it. What do you think? Do you think it's real or not? No. No, it's not. Good. Um, the Fran Drescher pinball machine. Every switch cues a different version of her <laughs> <laughs> Again, if it's not real, it should be. <laughs> uh, if I was like, if I can't be bothered editing a lot, I would just like insert her laughter right here. But can you please? Ah, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, don't let us down. Hello, I'm Fran Drasha. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Trump, one small flipper, one massive bumper, no CPU. It's an EM with no balls. <laughs> <laughs> Commission that immediately. Um, I'm just reading what was on Facebook. Guys. Sure, yeah, we're not touching politics, right? <laughs> no, we're not at all. Except that um, that sounds excellent. The su- Supreme, you know the Supreme, the brand? Supreme pinball machine. No. These are atrocious. I'm upset by this list. 
Can you Google Supreme Pinball Machine for me? Oh, don't, Ryan. Ah. Oh. Oh. It looks like a toothpaste thing, doesn't it? Like Colgate. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> do you know Do you know how much these go for? <laughs> Apparently $35,000. So much money. Has anyone so actually is... played this? Like, is it actually any good? Because I'm going to assume no. I'm going to... I'm going to update my latest statement. It's no longer if you like and play Stranger Things, you'll never get laid. If you like the Supreme Pinball Machine, you will never, ever get laid. I, I think it looks freaking cool. Um, yes, people have played it. There was, um, there was, there's a place we'll talk about probably multiple times um, called Sunshine Laundromat in New York. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you ever go to New York, you're going there. Um, I'll hook you up with Greg Poverelli. He's like the mayor of uh, Sunshine Laundromat. And they just got like the most expensive pinball machines are just there for the puppy to play, okay. and the and the owner is just like a hyper collector. So when he when a super expensive version of a pinball machine comes out, like if I want to sell a pinball machine, I'll buy the Peasant Pro because I'm like, well, it's cheap and it'll still make money. Whereas this guy is just like, I will get the hyper elite version they made like twenty of, and mm-hmm. I will cite that here at, okay. at such a laundromat. And basically, it's a, it's a laundromat. Like you walk in there, and it's a whole bunch of like people doing their laundry. Um, and then they've got like Cactus Canyon in the front, which is like this, you know, fifteen thousand dollar pinball machine, just like sitting there. Like, oh, what's that doing there? And then you walk out back, and you open up uh, like a laundromat door, mm-hmm. and it opens up into a bar with like I don't know twenty, thirty pinball machines. Amazing. Is this kind of is the laundromat pinball machine a bit of a, a trope in the community? Because I remember playing. We discussed this. I think I remember playing Space Jam. <laughs> In a laundromat when I was a kid, I think so because like you yeah. put like, you put your money there and then put your you coin. Do? You got some time to kill. I think we need to bring this back. The only the only thing I guess is that like no one no one is there. I thought about it, but no one's there, and there's no there's no there's no like cameras. So if someone wants to steal your pinball machine, they can just go at like three a.m. and just steal your pinball <laughs> it's machine. It's really funny that you say that because I actually considered this when so that that shit. Space Jam machine was at that laundromat for a really, really long time. And I actually, obviously, I wouldn't actually do it, but I remember having this very conversation with someone and being like, the doors here are really wide. You could probably just walk out with it. Yeah. yeah protect no your assets, is... people. Exactly. Uh, all right. We're almost finished. Cool. Um, Alvira. Oh, well, we know that that's real. Have if they made it three times? Would that be real? Yeah, I know that that's real. Damn. Okay, there's like Alvira, Scared Stiff, and I can't remember what the other's called, but I know there's three. Uh, Alvira and the Big Juicy Melons. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Alvira and the and the Party Monsters, I think. Uh-huh. Um, okay, last one. This is a 50-50. Um, I'm just going to have to look at your eyes just to make sure you don't Google it. Okay. Uh, Schindler's List. Um. <laughs> no, it's not a fucking pinball machine, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess the fact that they make big juicy melons, you're like, ah, anything is possible. Right, exactly. And the way that you led that in, then you made it sound quite convincing. Anyway, there's, there's no, there's no war-based pinball machines, I don't believe. No. Uh, oh, so wait, what, no, what are the themes no, that we're lacking? Sorry, there's there no. Is. Oh, there is. There's like, the, yeah, there's one like Vietnam-based one. Yeah. There what is. about F14 Hornet? That's kind of obliquely. F14 Tomcat. Tomcat, sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's no Top Gun pinball machine, but there definitely should be one. There definitely should be. Uh, highway, highway to the Danger Zone playing. Exactly, we need Kenny Loggins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there was the Archer um, pinball machine. Yeah, Keith Allen would probably be into Top Gun because he's. Well, he's there's definitely... a there's that great episode of Archer which is Top Gun themed. I mean, the whole isn't like a lot of the shit is Top Gun themed. Like he mentions Kenny Loggins all the time. Constantly, Danger Zone, yeah. Um, okay, well, no, no. I feel have like... You, have you... Sorry, are you, were you, like, into Archer? Have you watched a lot of it? Uh, not a lot. I'm not very good at knowing... I, I don't get a lot of TV references. All I bring to the table is the obscure knowledge of ridiculous cock rock bands. <laughs> but you didn't know that Led Zeppelin, that Robert Plant was the cock rock pioneer. I dispute that fact. You can, you can edit the Wikipedia page, I guess. You can just, like, delete that section. That's right. It's the People's Encyclopedia. <laughs> I disagree with that. I think that's fake news. I'm going to get rid of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, have we covered all our segments for this week? Uh, I was going to send you that picture and like that, that was posted in the Facebook thread about a <laughs> possible theme. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's that um, guy's name? What's his like internet name? I don't know. 
Um, I note that there's a watermark big, on this that says Moist Buddha. Uh, I think it was like Big, big Barry or something. Okay. Anyway, um, cool. that's all I've got for, for today. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're actually significantly lacking in good pinball content this week. No, I think it's the opposite. I think, I mean, I can I can give you a hot pinball fact, but um, I feel like I already dropped some hot pinball facts in the middle of the show. Uh, you have. And look, we've actually explored Jesse J's pinball history this episode, so that's good. Do you feel good? Do you feel I, good about feel, like, the amount of minutes? I feel excellent about referring to myself in the third person so frequently. You can you can give me a random number if you want. I can give you a little tidbit about a game in the top 100 if you want. Yeah, okay. I, I do like our hot pinball facts. Let's go with number 19. Number 19, Jesse J, is Wizard of Oz. Have you played this game before, Jesse J? I have played Wizard of Oz. I played it in Ryan C's Dirty Dungeon. Yeah. So. Are you Wizard sure your machine a... was kind of janked and the ball kept getting stuck? Yeah, it needs a lot of servicing work. Fix your shit. But I, I can't be bothered. Um, so, Wizard of Oz, so back in like 2000, and, like from 2000 to 2000 and like uh, maybe 12 or so, there was only Stern and that's it. Um, and Mr. Jack Winery, who uh, now, well, he doesn't even own Jesse Jack anymore. He's, he works at Jesse Jack and he founded it. He was a massive Stern distributor. In fact, he was probably like one of the biggest. Uh, and I guess he just like knew what customers wanted. And what customers wanted was like they wanted Pimble to be awesome again. And Stern was still in survival mode and they were chopping stuff out of games and hiring people as contractors and not letting them like do this and that. And he was just like, I just want to make, like, a pinball machine that, and just have, like, all the best designers and just, like, throw everything at it. Um, and that's how the company was, was formed. Um, and it took forever to make the pinball machine because basically they sold it for, I think it was, like, 6500 US, um, which back then was, like, really expensive. But the bill of materials for the game was somewhere very close to that. Like, they, I think they broke even or possibly lost money. Um especially lost money when you consider development costs and hiring people and whatnot. Um, but yeah, a guy called Joe Bolsa designed it with Dennis Norman did stuff on it. Uh, so many people collaborated on this and it took forever to come out. Um, and I think the company possibly had to be bailed out before it came out. But um, yeah, programming by Keith Johnson, super duper hard to get to the end wizard mode. Um, Marty Robbins did it the other day for the first time on stream a bunch of people before have done it like Carl D'Angelo um but yeah it's just it's a cool game it's the one that keeps on selling they keep on bringing out new versions of it there was a version that was like I think they made a thousand of the first version like the limited edition and they all sold out and they're like wow we have to keep on making this so what do we do so they made like another limited edition version uh and then they sold out of that so they made like another limited edition version right <laughs> so the, there's like five or six limited edition versions of Wizard of Oz. Okay. Um, and the latest one is the Yellow Brick Road version, which has, like, sparkly flakes inside the playfield. Um, and the Kardashians actually were, like, I think paid to, like, like pretend that they like pinball. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll show you a picture later on. Okay. Um, I think Wizard of Oz was the first machine that I actually played that had, like, a full um, – LCD screen. screen, yeah. Yeah, so they did, there was a, so many firsts when it came out. It was the first LCD screen. Um, it was the first. Oh, that was the machine. first. Yeah. Wow. Like it, took, it took Stern until like, uh, I don't know, how many years later? Maybe like five years later to like, I say catch up, but they kind of like were the market leaders, so they could still do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, full RGB LEDs. So I'm not sure if you got it when you played my game, but there's a, a mode, like a double scoring mode, where it just makes every single light flicker like rainbow, rainbow puke. Yeah. Which yeah some people are like, ew, I hate that. Like, but I love it. And that's what made me buy the machine when I played it for the first time. I'm like, this is cool. I want it. Um, yeah, that's Wizard of Oz. Cool. Hot pinball facts. Hot pinball facts. Hey, um, I've got a non-pinball related question for you just to wrap things up tonight. This is something that was discussed at dinner this evening, and I'd also invite our listeners to answer this to our email address if they wish. Um, if you were going to, so you know when like vampires burst into a flock of bats and disappear? <laughs> Just go with me here. Yes. Yes? yes. If you were going to burst into something, what would it be? 
the girl in the Daisy Dukes with the two big juicy melons, just like thousands of them. <laughs> you know, I was going to say it has to be something that's representative of your personality, but that's exactly as obnoxious as I would expect from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, what was your answer to the question? Um, my answer was if it's something sentient, I'd burst into a flock of galahs. Galahs. Yeah. Because you, you talk so fucking much. That's not what our listeners say, Ryan C. (laughs) (laughs) Bingy, bingy. (laughs) Um, The galahs, for any non-Australian listeners, are a beautiful pink native bird. Um, Really loud. Yeah, they sound like assholes. They go, bang, make this awful sound. Um, But they're very beautiful. They're also very stupid. (laughs) I love them. Um, Or if it was something non-sentient, I would burst into a rain of pinballs. Pinball machines or just pinballs? Balls. They just clang everywhere and make heaps of noise. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to get back to maybe next episode. Like, stay tuned. It's like a cliffhanger. Stay tuned for episode three where <laughs> to Ryan To find out what Ryan Z will burst into and disappear for good. And then Jesse J can take over the pinball podcast forever. Cool. Yeah, good. Uh, do you want to edit this episode? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can do this one. Let me just check if it was recording. Oh, yeah, it's recording. Okay. <laughs> It wasn't recording. Let's do it all again. <laughs> all right. I'm not editing. Bye forever. Bye forever. Bye. Ha! Holocaust from the land of the lost. Behold the pale horse. Or course. Follow me. Wu-Tang gotta be the best thing since. African killer bees black watch. On your radio, blowing out your watch. From Park Hill, the house of haunted hell. Every time you walk by your back, get a chill. Let's build, we want to talk about skill. I spit like a to the grill. Elbow grease and elbow room. Maybe play me, maybe fall down, go boom. Party people gather round, count down to apocalypse. I'm the kid with the golden arms. And I'm the my don't front. You had it for a minute, but it seemed like a month. Now I'm choking, smoking, hoping I don't croak in from... When the left got you open, oh, let's ride. Can't stand that floor's too much. Can't stand Bentleys, they cost too much. Can't wanna get up, they can't get touched. Can't wanna stick up, they can't get I'm the one that calls you bluff when your boys try to act tough. Remember what old Dirty said, I'll... I'll listen, right?